Over the past year, I started teaching my own daughter to read at home. Now, this is not an easy task. While we've been making progress, I've definitely made some mistakes along the way. Welcome to the Your Learning Village podcast, where you'll discover insights and actionable tips to help your child with learning at home with a special focus on reading. They say it takes a village to raise a child, so let's build your child's learning village. Begin to get the tools you'll need to help your child on their unique learning journey and feel confident that you're doing enough for your child. With your host, Sarah Chabbers. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the Your Learning Village podcast, where I talk about different things that can help your little learners at home, from my experience as a classroom teacher, reading tutor, and also as a mum. And if you listened before, welcome back. And if you have been here a little while, you'll know that I have a little girl who has been learning to read. I teach her at home some of our academic subjects because we are experts across two countries' education systems. And I feel that there are great bits of one and a little bit's missing from other and we're kind of piecing it together. This is where we are at the moment. So her reading instruction has brought pretty much just to us at home and she has little bits when she goes to kindergarten. But teaching my own child has been very eye-opening and very different to teaching other people's children. So we have had a few mishaps along the way. So let's jump straight into it. And here are some of the mistakes that I have made as a reading tutor, helping my own child learning to read. Now, the first one is starting too early with sounds. Now, sounds, phonic sounds are something that's talked about a lot when we're talking about learning to read as phonic sounds are the way that most children are learning to read and they benefit the vast majority of children. Some children don't do particularly well with phonics, but from my experience, this is actually a minority of children. So it does help a lot of children along the way. Now, the thing that we have, though, because sounds and relating the phoneme, which is the sound to the grapheme, which is how it's written, because that kind of has this very much that this is what reading actually looks like, we, and I, this is where I have also fallen guilty for this, we are rushing through and thinking, because this is what it, it's something that we can kind of tick off and it actually looks like reading, we are in this very much of a push to get children learning sounds and um, trying to read sounds so that we can tick them and say, oh, they're reading. Now, when I say too early, then we are not necessarily getting in the pre-reading skills, which are really valuable to help wiring the brain ready for reading. Now, I did this. I'm going to fall hold my hands up and say I did this. So I know how to teach sounds. I've been doing it with other people's children through my classroom experience and my tutoring experience. I'm going to start doing it with my own child. Now, what I will say is that when she started doing this, she probably was actually, I'm thinking about it now, she was about two and a half, three, which, and the reason why I did it was actually because it was, to be honest with you, it was something to do because we were stuck in lockdowns at that point. And she was showing a bit of interest in wanting to know what letter sounds were. So I started doing it. We started doing a little program. But we ended up doing it for actually quite a long time. Whereas I think if I'd waited a bit and actually put a bit more trust in myself that she was going to pick it up later on, I probably wouldn't have done it quite so early because it didn't necessarily make a lot of difference to her, I don't think, because she wasn't ready for it. 
But I think there's a lot of societal pressures that we want our children reading, we want them early as possible, and we don't want to miss out on anything, that we do put this, let's get them learning sounds as early as we can so that they are ahead. But actually, we need to be looking at the other skills. And she was doing the other skills as well. Like we were doing a lot of nursery rhymes, we were doing a lot of rhyming, we were doing a lot of breaking down words as we went along. But I do think I did it. I probably put a bit of pressure on And I've seen it with other children as well through my tutoring where I had parents coming to me saying, oh, yeah, they were reading at two and a half. We did the sounds with them. They were reading words. And what had happened was actually when they were in the first few years of school was actually, yes, they could read words. They were able to read books. But then they were starting to get bored because a lot of the programs, the books, either the classes were not ready to extend that child at that time because they weren't mature enough in other ways and also like the books that they were able to read then they did kind of get a bit stuck with them because the themes were then not appropriate for children of that age like they didn't have all that kind of background knowledge that they would have if they were reading at the stages kind of that are recommended now I will say this recommended it isn't every child is individual but don't feel the pressure that you have to start sound with a sound really, really early. Yes, it's good to break sound words up and focus on blending orally. So getting children's ears ready for sounds. But don't feel that you need to start showing them sounds really, really early. Wait until what your education system is suggesting so that you can, so that they are learning them at that stage. And they're more likely to pick it up a lot quicker. Obviously, every child is individual, but I don't think that we necessarily need to be pushing the sounds that early. <laughs> and yeah, it was a mistake I made. I got carried away and tried to do it with my own daughter, and it didn't necessarily make that much difference. Was that part too early? I think if you're a home educator as well, do you can wait a little bit. You do have that ability to wait a bit until that child is showing a bit more sound awareness. Then we do kind of kind of idea that what we don't want them to be left behind but at the same time starting too early with them kind of filling their brain with things that they don't necessarily need at that stage so that was my first mistake I started a little bit early so the next thing that I did which was a mistake when I was teaching my own daughter to read was putting too much pressure on leveled readers now as a teacher as a tutor we use leveled readers as a tool to help the children how get reading mileage in now I got a set and I wanted my daughter although I was an online reading tutor I had a book scheme that I used which was digital I actually wanted my own daughter to be using paper books so because there's a lot of screen time on that and it was just a way of we actually were sharing books so we did get a little scheme to follow but what I was finding is that there's that difference between Okay, a teacher in authority kind of suggesting that we're doing this now. But as soon as you say it as a parent, it doesn't matter how interesting the book is, they don't necessarily want to do it. So I put a lot of pressure on that. And I was getting, well, she's not going through the scheme. So I kind of had to step back. I did manage to find one actually in the end, which had, which was a lot shorter. So, the, so she was getting reading mileage in, but it wasn't necessarily through a whole book. And you could say I could have divided the books up not do so many pages in one go but it yeah it, it is different with your own child and I do think again it's this jumping through hoops 
mentality we have around reading that just because she wasn't really wanting to do the level reader because mummy was trying to convince her that this is what we needed to do that I was putting a lot of pressure on it this is why I then looked into then to reusing recipes that's why I created what I created here at your learning village and she has really helped me with that too so the third mistake that I made was and I kind of talked about this anyway it was comparison to standards very much this idea that we need to be children need to be doing things at certain times now this is helpful in that it gives us a bit of a benchmark that are we pushing them too much are we not pushing them enough have we got high standards so that they will progress through the system but we then we are comparing unique children in different environments in different learning situations to try and get through these standards and then once you move out of standards for one country and then start comparing to other countries they're all very very different and stepping back and looking at your unique child then you begin to realize oh actually are they ready for this but I also know there is a lot of pressure if your child is in a system and they want to be keeping up with everyone else in their class then that comparison is as much as we try and avoid it, it is going to end up being but as a parent the standards we do also need to look at our unique child and I think my mistake was okay they should be reading by this time because this is what the national curriculum says they should be doing that actually I, I keep stepping back and saying for my own individual child that actually in the past year or so she's actually learned an entire language so she learned German when she was at kindergarten and that skill is probably I mean I could never have taught her in the same way that she's learned there that is something that is her brain's already full with something that, that reading will come later for her individually because actually she is using that skill and then be comparing it to her child who has just been learning one language or was bilingual from birth it's not really fair on her and the standards they are just standards they are in many ways arbitrary they're constantly changing so although they are supposed to be embedded in research they're not necessarily the best way that children learn so comparison to other children to the standards it's really hard not to do but we do need to look at our own unique children and the fourth mistake I made and I know that this one is one that people particularly this is where marketing comes in I think is dipping in and out of different programs and there's so many different reading programs out there promising so many different things I think sometimes we're desperate we want our children to read because we know that it's such a valuable skill that we'll see different programs that oh that looks quite nice and then we'll try it and then because a lot of them rely on consistency and you should do the entire thing which can take quite a long time that you're like oh well, it doesn't seem to be working for my child I'll try another one and I tried a few and I think I was actually because I was I'm very much into the kind of world of learning to read and lots of different ones come to me like oh let's, let's give that a try let's give that a try and you just need to pick one and stick to it go on off some recommendations and just stick to it if your child's at school try to stick to that one not adding too many extra ones particularly if it is like a, quite a similar program so what we do here I do now we stick to the read write ink program which is actually the program that I used in school with the children that I was teaching but I've taken the home version and that's actually 
really nice for home for working at home. I think I might do a little live about it soon because I really like that it's short stories. So they use ditties rather than stories. So each one's about three pages long. And at the end of it, they have like inbuilt stickers with a sticker chart, which I know we kind of talk about intrinsic motivation and all that kind of stuff. But as a parent trying to convince your child to have a go at reading, I found it's really worked well with my daughter because it's just enough for her to get a bit of reading mileage in. And I love the mnemonics for it, and we have been using those and then topping it up with that shared experience to our read to cook cards that I create here at Your Learning Village. And so we have a bit of structure through that program, but then also we have the memory making and it making it a purposeful experience through learning to reusing recipes. But I did make a mistake. I tried several different ones. If you'd like me to do a full review, let me know of the different ones we tried, but that's what we're using at the moment. I'll pop that in the show notes when we're using but try to stick with one consistency, although it can be difficult and you kind of feel like you want to try different curriculums, try to stick to one and try to grow through because that is the whole point of the programs. They are created so that you follow the whole thing. But I do find that once you do start one program, they can be quite prescriptive and you do feel that you kind of want to dip in and do different things. Have a look more into the kind of how creating a reader, kind of the path that they go through and teaching them to read rather than following a program, if that makes sense. So although these programs are built on thing and they are there to help us to deliver reading quickly, they don't always necessarily cater to individual children. So following how a child is learning to read is really useful to do as well. So I hope you like those little kind of the mistakes that I made when teaching my own daughter to read. If you are enjoying the episodes and find them useful, so that I can reach more people, please leave a rating review on your podcast player. It only takes a couple of minutes to do, but it means that more people can find these episodes and we can share the learning with other people because I know it can be tough at home trying to help your child with learning. And I try to make these episodes nice and short so that you can use them on the go and hopefully that they can help your child with learning at home. And I bet that you have a friend who needs to avoid the mistakes that I made helping my child with reading. So share this episode with them. And you can do that by going to whatever podcast player you're listening to. And you can just copy the link and drop it into a message to them, whether it's on a text message, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, however you want to do it. You can just copy it and paste it. That's all you need to do. And sharing them with them that way means that they can avoid these mistakes and help their child with learning to read and that they can also find out more about us here and there might be something that can help their child with learning to read and learning at home. So these were my four of the top mistakes that I have made when helping my own daughter learning to read. So the first one was starting with sounds too early, although it can be tempting just because it looks more like they're reading, we do need to get those pre-skills in and learn to read is a lifelong skill. We don't need to rush it. The second mistake I made was putting too much pressure on leveled readers of our other willies for getting reading mileage in. They are a very useful tool, but they are not the be-all and end-all of learning to read. And the third thing was I was comparing to standards and not necessarily looking at my unique child. And the final one was dipping in and out of different learning to read programs and 
consistency through a program actually is where your child will learn to read, where the programs rely on consistency and actually going through the entire program in order to be effective. So although there are little bits of ones I liked, you really need to pick one and try to stick to it, see it all the way through it in order to help your child learn to read. But you can also top things up with other things as well. Thank you for listening. I hope that you can take something away that will help to add to your child's learning village. Head over to the show notes for this episode at www.yourlearningvillage.com forward slash podcast where you'll find anything mentioned today. Also grab your free learn to read with recipes starter kit to find the answers to the most commonly asked questions by families about learning to read and get a free read to cook visual recipe for pancakes for early readers at yourlearningvillage.com. Have a great day and happy learning with your child.